And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. We're back again, kind of in a weird form right now. Again, I got called away because these last couple months have just have just lived to kick me in the nads, Matt. Again, I don't want to get too deep into it, but I really didn't want to deny people another show. So I have managed to Frankenstein a setup. Uh, we can only do audio this week, and I'm glad because if people could see how the hell I'm recording the show, <laughs> they would laugh at me. <laughs> you got like the phone taped up on the on the on the wall and uh, and everything. Basically, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, I'm in a fucking cubby hole here again. I'm basically <laughs> Iron Man in a cave with a box of scraps right now. <laughs> And I didn't want us to cancel the show and then me do another solo thing on Patreon. So I'm like, you know what, fuck it. If it's going to be audio this week, it's just going to be audio this week. And you're actually telling me that I'm coming in really clear wherever the hell I am now. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure people will be able to hear, like, like this the quality. But, like, on, on, like, my end, like, when you started talking, it was like, oh, you're, like, in the room with me. That's fucking wild. Well, all right, maybe I need to do this Frankenstein method more often. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, we could just transition over to, to Discord. It's it it'd be no no change on my end. I, I guess like the only thing you'd have to change is like routing your camera to like Discord. True. In truth, we probably should have been doing Discord like forever and mm -hmm. ever ago. You and mm -hmm. I were like the last two holdouts from Skype. Yeah, I've used it before in the past, and it it's pretty decent. Right, and I mean, you, you run the back end, so it's really just more trouble for you. But yeah, I mean, I think I think we could make the Discord happen. I know we tried to do it before, and it's like, okay, Joel, go to this setting. I don't have that setting. Joel, are you just using yeah. the browser version? Yes. Was yeah, I well, supposed to like, download something else? Like last time when we were using it, it sounded like you're like, like phoning in a report from like Iraq. <laughs> oh, now I'm here in the field, everyone. Oh, no, the bombs are falling. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whole, whole gills in big trouble over here. Well, I'm glad it's better this time. <laughs> and again, I'm not even on my own internet either. That was another thing too. I'm like, can I even trust this place's internet? I mean, I guess we'll see. <laughs> it's pretty decent. It's pretty decent. It's pretty decent. Getting the job done. So, how's your week been, Matt? It's been alright. It's it's been pretty busy. I spent the last uh, couple of days playing Mortal Kombat One. I actually I actually just finished ah. it about an hour and a half ago. Mm. you lucky bastard i really wanted to play it but i couldn't afford it because of course i wanted to get the big special super duper edition that gives you all the fighter packs that that's are the coming one eventually that's the one i got nice yeah i definitely was waiting to get a get a piece of that but i'll have to wait till the end of the month we're we're hitting that crazy time for game releases now we're like uh, we're heading into the holiday season mm -hmm. yeah oh my god like between now and like end of october there's like a new game every week that i want to play it's crazy there were even two that flew under my uh radar lies of p came out this week and so did a uh, teal mask that uh, pokemon dlc lies of p uh p looks really good it does like I, I i kept waiting for all the reviews to be bad where they're like oh you know it's a bad impression of dark souls or bloodborne but to have everyone be like mm, it's an impression but it's actually a pretty good impression yeah i've seen people streaming it and it uh looks pretty good i mean i'm just a sucker for pinocchio really any sort of dark fantasy yeah yeah so you know sign me up for that and i also saw from like one of the one of the gameplay videos they showed there that a big boss weapon you can get later is a literal uh giant pair of scissors oh cool 
which is, of course, hilarious because, oh, yeah, you're Pinocchio. You're a puppet on strings. Scissors cut strings. <laughs> Scissors are literally puppet kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, goddamn, I really want to get into that. Who uh, who, who you really liking from Mortal Kombat? Who are you maining? Uh, I'm main, maining uh, uh, Johnny Cage. Cause I, I got, I oh, got, really? yeah. Cause I got like the, um, I got the Jean-Claude Van Damme skin where he does like, oh, where yeah. he looks like him and he voices him as well. Nice. That's amazing. I love that. After all these years, they finally got to do that. Yeah. But Johnny's story in the main, in the main, uh, storyline is actually pretty decent. Yeah. He, he's still like, obviously like the, the, the washed up movie star, but he ends up, it's a bit of spoilers, but he ends up turning that the entire like Mortal Kombat storyline into a movie in universe which I think is pretty cool. Sounds about right. Yeah. It's it's funny, too, that Johnny became more and more important in those games as time went on to where he ended up becoming like this everyman, which I guess they kind of took from the movie when you stop and think about it. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because, like, Liu Kang was always supposed to be the hero, but you could always tell that Ed Boon and the others are like, yeah, but he's so boring, though. Can't we do more stuff with Scorpion? <laughs> yeah, Scorpion or Sub-Zero. Yeah, can't they be the heroes? Oh, no, they're already morally, you know, conflicted anti-heroes? Crap. <laughs> this new one actually ends up, like, like kind of doing away with that and being like, oh, no, one is literally a villain and the other one is a hero. Which is interesting. And, again, I, I bet it will surprise us which one because, again, there is <laughs> there is no Hanzo Hasashi in the main game because it's uh, all Bihan and Kwai Liang. Yeah, yeah. Which is really fascinating and also, ooh, really sets things up for the next sequel if they ever do one. Because it's like, oh, well, I mean, they'll definitely do one. Where it's like, ooh, well, if this is the case and if they're both brothers in this timeline, then how are we going to get Noob Sabat and everything? Yeah, I'm intrigued to see. Because none of that's in, in the game. They they allude to, like, certain things. But, yeah, uh, it's it's all set up for a sequel, uh, especially at the end of this one. And, and as well, it's like... If you haven't played that last Mortal Kombat game, I suggest you do and you play the really DLC should. because it is like it, it's it's a big part already in the premise that it's a remade universe in this one, but it becomes even more when like characters from that game end up appearing in it and everything. Yeah, I knew that was going to be important when they sold the last story DLC for eleven for five dollars. I'm like, oh, this is way more important than you thought yep. it was, huh? Yep. Well, I'm glad I did. Uh, so, so jealous. Can't wait to dig on into that one uh, when I get the chance. Yeah, so it's a lot of fun. And the invasion, the, the new invasion thing they have for it is is really quite cool. It's like uh, sort of like the towers, except like a big level based sort of roam around to like different fights Morgan. sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, they, they fused the Crip and Towers of Time mm. together into one thing where I'm like, oh, that's smart. You, you got to give all the credit in the world to Mortal Kombat for always reinventing the wheel on their game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ever being afraid to change stuff up there. And it just it just looks beautiful, too. Isn't it just mm. like one of the best looking fighting games? It, it looks it looks really good. It plays really good. Unless have you seen like what it looks like on the Switch? Oh, oh, I have. Oh, it is. Firstly, like, if you're buying a game like Mortal Kombat on the Switch, you, you kind of deserve, like, what you get. Because, mm. I mean, who's, yes. who, who's going, oh, I'm really excited for the Mortal Kombat game. I'm going to buy it on Switch. Yeah, I know. Like, just major side eye. Like, come on, really? Yeah, but no, it looks really bad on Switch. So bad. It looks like clay. Everything looks yeah. like it's made of clay. Yeah, yeah. 
It's wild. It's absolutely wild. Well, you know, I'll be sure to hopefully come back next week or so and tell you about it when I have the chance to sit down and play it. Nice. Uh, I guess we can get into the news this week, as we mentioned last time, you know, with all these different strikes going on, there's not a ton of news to talk about and cover, but we got two fairly big trailers that I guess we can discuss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, first up is, of course, Aquaman and the Lost Movie. I mean, the Lost Kingdom. <laughs> it's it's funny because, like, literal days before this was announced to be coming out, there was, like, people was like, where, where is this movie comes out in less than 100 days? Where's, like the trailer or any sort of marketing or anything it almost feels like they completely forgot about it and completely <laughs> wrote it off before it even came out huh yeah it was funny that was the story i it wasn't a true story but it was it was really funny where people were saying oh they lost the movie in like the the, the servers it's somewhere in the servers and they don't know where it is <laughs> It really did feel like they misplaced the movie, and also I'm sure from like the sheer scummy corporate suit side of things, they're like, well, what's even the point of promoting this movie when there's a strike going on because none of the actors are going to do the night shows or the panels or everything, so like, well, what's even the point? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But they have to release it because like you said got a hundred days to put it out it's one of the only things they actually have to put in the theater at the moment and they have to put it out to be done with it so they can start rolling out the james gunn stuff at some point yes yes so it really is this lose-lose scenario i mean the trailer itself it looked fine looks a lot like yeah. the first one which was also fine yeah the first the first one was was pretty decent you know yeah yeah had, had its problems had some good stuff it looks like they're doubling down on things people like from the first one. Hey, it's Aquaman, but he's a lovable schlub. Hey, it's his dad, Boba Fett. You love him, right? Yeah, yeah. Here, here's his mom, Nicole Kidman, and his wife, unnamed. Yes, his, his wife, redacted. <laughs> yeah, I do like that the whole well, trailer is about him, like, oh, he has a family now. He has a child. Mm -hmm. We're not going to show their mother because their mother seems to be a horrible human being bit of a social pariah at the moment for one reason or another but yeah that that's pretty funny also too i i know we, we made this point before but it bears repeating so obviously black manta had to be the villain in the sequel mm -hmm. but he already beat him in the first movie so like we've already seen that so there's very little for black manta to do here in the sequel and they make a big point of being like oh but now he has a magic trident i i i'm kind of fine with like just I, I i guess like we're so used to like every new movie has to have a new villain and a new like mm -hmm. threat and it's like i i actually kind of like that no we're gonna have the same one as the first one and he's gonna come back with like a bigger gun to try and try and shoot shoot aquaman a bit more i i mean it, it is very comic book isn't it and because this is probably going to be the last one then i guess it makes sense that it should go out with his biggest most recognizable villain that is black manta yeah and and people were also quick to point out that oh he he has a family here he has a baby what what, what did black manta do to aquaman's baby in the comic quite famously uh <laughs> what is it did a did a little bit of infocide yeah yeah he murdered that baby and if they end up doing that in this big like summer blockbuster that, that'd be pretty funny <laughs> well not even summer christmas blockbuster that's true it yeah it's coming out in december yeah that's right it's the heartwarming film of the family, you know, <laughs> Aquaman, dead baby, coming soon. And it's James Wan, so he'll show it. <laughs> I know, right? 
<laughs> yeah, I saw they were doing interviews with James Wan there, and he's like, oh, well, I have a whole, you know, Seven Kingdoms shared universe idea I have. I really want us to be able to make a third one. It's like, come on, James, come on. <laughs> he's fighting. He's fighting for that job. <laughs> he's fighting hard. It's like, James, but, come on. It's like, no, free yourself from the DCU. Go make more interesting movies like Malignant. Yeah. I will say, though, uh, they let uh, Aquaman ride the seahorse, and that's pretty cool. The seahorse with the, like, the, the octopus that plays the drums. That's pretty cool. Again, I, I, I think that's why this series crossed a billion and the other ones didn't, because they weren't afraid to actually yeah. embrace every aspect of Aquaman, even the stuff that people think is silly. Yeah, they made it look cool. They made it look cool. They really did. Yeah. And I think people appreciate that. Again, I have no idea what this movie is going to do at the box office because it's coming out at such a weird time at a point when I think people are so done with this era of DC films and just want the new stuff to start already. Exactly. Yeah. It, it'd be interesting to see what the general audience think of it. Because, I mean, the first movie made a billion. So, I mean, maybe this it was one. the might... only one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, which is insane to think about. I mean, I don't know. I did all those fans stick around for all this time. I guess yeah, we'll find that's, out. That's the problem. It's so far gone from that first one. Or is it just like at this point where so many people have just written off DC where it's like, well, what's even the point? This isn't going to lead to anything. And I know we've said before, that's kind of a crappy way to view art and, you know, view film and everything mm -hmm. where it's like, no, I can't just enjoy this movie in a friggin' what is it in a vacuum. I need it to lead to another yeah. thing. It needs to be part of a mosaic scavenger hunt because that's how we do movies now. Yeah, everything needs to have been part of a cinematic universe or like retroactively part of one and connect to something mm -hmm. that's coming out or has come out or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Unless you're Barbie, in which case <laughs> you can actually, you know, come out on your own and be viewed in your own merits and be a big hit. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say or super mario brothers too but i'm like no that is actually part of a bigger universe and that was totally meant to kick off a cinematic it, universe yeah it was yeah there, there was no barbie cinematic universe though i'm sure if mattel had their way they could i mean i think they've been they were trying but i think greta uh said like no we're not gonna do a sequel no one's enough <laughs> i i was yeah i was making an actual piece of art i'm good <laughs> <laughs> I, I used, you know, your corporate IP to tell an actual story that I wanted to tell <laughs> with, you know, characters and ups and downs and everything. <laughs> it, it blows me away, even though it really shouldn't, that Mario and Barbie ended up being the two biggest hits of the summer because these are two huge IPs, the biggest in their own respective fields, you know, the biggest girls toy ever, the biggest video game character ever. And those ended up being the big surprise hits, even though they probably shouldn't have been surprising at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I, I, Especially with with like uh, like this year, we had like like a bunch of Marvel movies and a bunch of like mm -hmm. and like even like Oppenheimer is like doing surprisingly yeah. well for what it is. No, I think it is. I don't think it's a surprise that they did well. I think it's a surprise that they did well and that they were also actually good. Mm, mm, that's true think that's the big thing where it's like oh wow success was actually rewarded in this situation and it wasn't all just because of a silly meme or just because like oh well this is from the minions people so obviously all the kids are gonna see it and you know all the parents yeah. are gonna have to drag their kids to it yeah oh that was good but yeah aquaman it it looks fine the first one was fine i don't know how this one is gonna go it, it, it everything 
surrounding Aquaman in this moment in DC films and superhero films in general is much more interesting than the movie itself. It is, yeah. yeah. Like, the movie they do end up doing on this in, like, 25 years or so will be quite interesting. I'll be really interested in the documentary they make about this era of Warner Brothers. What, 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 what would they call it? Let's workshop that right now. What do we call it? Uh, Warner Brothers, Age of Heroes, uh, Zero Heroes, or something like that. <laughs> That's a good one. There are no heroes in this story. Zero heroes. <laughs> collage of uh madness you know some, something good Ooh, you know what? crisis on infinite films because <laughs> that's kind of what it is right this whole yeah. thing just reeks of crisis on every level yeah yeah and it ended up with them rebooting everything okay hey you know what? if that documentary comes out and they do call it crisis on infinite films they all owe us money we gotta say <laughs> that right now legally binding matt legally binding well and hopefully by then all, all the sag afra stuff will be sorted out so they, they yeah. will actually give us some money <laughs> yeah, they'll hopefully give us some money because we are writers <laughs> we're, we're part of no union we just very much support the union <laughs> there should be silly podcaster union shouldn't there be <laughs> start that one right now how, how hard is it to start a union matt do you know yeah i think they just get 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 a bunch of people together and say we we want rights there you go works for me also we're in two different countries so that might also make things difficult but we'll see no or for tax purposes i'm not so yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah for the purposes of taxes no i'm not yeah i live in the cayman islands yeah yeah exactly there i live uh I, I live in the swiss alps where the banks are <laughs> live in a good taxable place is where i live <laughs> i live in florida which i didn't know that you know why do so many sports celebrities go to florida because of the like uh more forgiving tax laws that's why yeah yeah you wonder why it's such a mad place apparently that's why <laughs> yeah all the people who don't want to pay taxes or, or want to pay less taxes move there so it's all the crazy people mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah so that was aquaman we'll see how that goes it will be interesting especially because now that they've moved the marvels won't well, that and uh, it be coming out closer together now when it was before am i remembering this correctly yeah i think like about like a month or so apart right interesting yeah there i think there, there will be some la overlap but yeah probably not a lot it'll also be interesting too because you know if i was the studio i'd really be pushing it like hey everyone you should really go see these because we don't know when we're going to be making any more of these <laughs> <laughs> you know if the writer actor strike isn't you know fixed up by then yeah yeah I truly think we are going to be in the long haul for this. I wouldn't be shocked if it kept going. It feels like we're going to uh, have it for at least a couple more months. Indeed. I mean, some people are already feeling the pinch. There were big stories this week of, uh, what is it, Bill Maher and freaking, uh, what is it, uh, what's her name? Uh, Drew, Bar scab, Drew Barrymore, trying, yeah. Drew Barrymore trying to get their stuff back on TV and them getting, rightfully so, fucking eviscerated. Yeah, yeah, fuck those guys. Like, Bill Maher, I understand. Bill Maher's been a piece of shit for a very long time. I'm not shocked at all. In fact, the rumor is from writers is that, you know, uh, working for Bill Maher, you're actually one of the more higher-paid people on nighttime television, but no one wants to take that job because no one wants to work with him. Yeah, I can definitely understand not wanting to work with him. 
He just seems so fucking tedious. Yeah. But Drew Barrymore, that surprises you because it's like, wait, aren't you supposed to be America's sweetheart? Aren't you supposed to know better? Then it's like, oh, the Barrymore. She's part of like a really, really old school Hollywood family mm-hmm. of like stage and screen. Oh, yeah, your your ancestors have been union busting since the very <laughs> beginning, actually. The, the the thing with her, though, was just like how like like when 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 she did go back and they were like, they were like kicking people out of their show that had like uh sag afro yep. badges and all this yep. stuff and then and then she had the goal to do that apology video where it's like oh i didn't know like i oh i didn't know people mm-hmm. weren't gonna like this i'm like you're bullshit that that, that was a good drew barrymore impression there. I, I, I didn't know yeah i didn't know <laughs> didn't know oh no i'm drew barrymore and then deleted that video right after yeah but it's on the internet it's forever now Never goes away, Drew. Yep. And and again, too, with, like, Mar and Barrymore, it's like, are, aren't you two, like, independently rich? Like, yeah. again, one of you was, like, a major AAA movie star for many years. Couldn't, if you really, really had to do this, couldn't you have paid people out of your own pocket if you really wanted to? Oh, no, but you're not going to do that, are you? No, no, of course not. And can't do that. <laughs> God, just it's so fucking crazy. It really is like a bingo game of like, ooh, who's going to fuck up next week, I wonder. Yeah, yeah. This week we had Mar and Barrymore and Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis did oh, fucked up as yeah. well uh, royally. Yeah, so who, who's next week? Who's next week? Who's next week? Again, you know, this is this is my favorite show right now, mainly because there are no actors and writers to do television. <laughs> and yet it still, it still works out like really comedically. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Russell Brand did the funniest stuff he ever yeah. did this week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're after me because I'm too close to the truth. Me, yeah, the man I'm who gonna, play Aldous Snow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, unhook from the Matrix and. <laughs> I can't fucking. But man, has there ever been a guy who squandered like what little? of like good faith he had there for a minute like he's a dude who came out of nowhere was really punching above his weight getting to star in all these big comedy movies and then just a descent into madness yeah he he always like kind of rubbed me that way it's like hey you look like a bit of a fucking sex weirdo Yo, yeah, right. That's the thing where it's like when I heard, oh, yeah, there's a lot of people making allegations against him for like being a sexual predator. I'm like, he has a sexual predator look about him, does <laughs> yeah. he not? Yeah. I'm not surprised. It's funny, too, because I remember like actually kind of being a fan of him when he like stopped doing movies and like went right to YouTube because that was like a big thing. Like, whoa, an actor is actually here on YouTube embracing this. And he was doing like, you know, really positive content of like, oh, this is how I got off drugs. And, you know, this is my Mm -hmm. positive affirmation. And, you know, let's, you know, talk about the news in like an everyman sort of way and how over time his brain just rotted and rotted more and more. Yeah, yeah, he started telling people to take that horse worm up yep. shit to cure covid and yeah just a bunch of bunch of useless useless garbage that people some for some reason just eat up and it's funny i'm like was he always like this or was just being on the internet what did this to him i wonder it, it is it i mean yeah it is it is kind of funny seeing that like yeah the minute he went to that internet he, he became a person like that or, or like or like yeah was he always like that and just because he was on like a, a larger stage with more people you just didn't put that out there yeah 
crazy. Yeah. Uh, now moving on to another big trailer we had this week. I, I actually totally missed this one because I was watching the Harley Quinn finale, but uh, we got the Kite Man Hell Yeah trailer. Yeah, I, I didn't actually... Like, I vaguely remember talking about this one, but then I didn't realize when it was coming out. Yeah, I was totally taken surprised by it, too. I totally missed it. Probably just because my own social media feed is totally fucked up now. Thank you, X. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I finally saw it there, and it looks like they're going in a really interesting direction with it. For one, I'm shocked how many other supporting characters from the Harley show who have been absent in the last two seasons look like they're going to be regular characters in this. Yeah, it, it, I, I, I mean, it kind of makes sense since the show is spinning out of the Harley Quinn show. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing like what they're going to do. I'm behind on like Harley at the moment, but like, didn't this trailer have like Darkseid in it and, and yes, it all, all those people? Yeah, they're, they're building towards something. They're building towards something. It really looks like, yeah, because Darkseid and Granny Goodness were in season two then they kind of fell mm. off the face of the earth there. It, yeah. They basically seek to imply that like Darkseid is going to be the main antagonist of the Kite Man yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, well, I can, I can see, yeah, it's like Kite Man wants to like get his rep up and he's, I'm going to try to mm. take down Darkseid or something. I'm going like to go, I'm going to go be a goon for him. Yeah, the personification of evil. Also, they remembered that he's still dating Golden Glider, and <laughs> Captain Cold yeah. actually got a little play in this new season of Harley. Queen of Fables is there, too. Yeah, I like Golden Glider using her, her blades to, like, peel off a guy's face. Or something. She, she, like, jumps on his face or something. It's great. It's, pr it's pretty good, and the joke is really solid, too, where it's like, yeah, what is a glider if not just a kite? Yeah. <laughs> It's a different kind of kite, and I'm like, fair enough. <laughs> It'll be really interesting, too, because it's like, you know, Kite Man works so well in the Harley show as a romantic rival, as a dude who was so dumb he didn't even know he was in a love triangle until the very end. <laughs> a dude who was, you know, you know a, a lovable schmuck, a lovable schlub, but also felt human to the point where he had a lot of stuff that was objectively bad about him. And I wonder, will they be able to keep that if he becomes the main character? Because I feel mm. you might like be risking losing what made him so interesting in the Harley show if he becomes the main character. I mean that, yeah, that's that's gonna be a big problem. It would be pretty cool if like the show is called is it's Kite Man and everything, but like he isn't the main character at all. <laughs> like well, that's, the the that's the joke. That's the joke. You might be onto something, Matt, because the show was originally supposed to be called Noonan's Bar because it's Kite Man taking over the bar where all the villains drink at. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like an Archie's Place thing, so he might very well not actually end up being the main character of this show. He might just be the thing that ties it all together. Like yeah. like Cheers, the, the bar is the main character <laughs> in Cheers. That'd be pretty cool. Is is Kite Man in the show like called Charlie Brown? Yes, he is. Charles Brown. <laughs> this is the, this is the so one thing I, I really like that, that Tom King did with the character. It's called Charlie Brown and set that all up. Oh, no, his name was always Charles Brown. Oh, was it? I, I wasn't familiar with oh. him until out, outside of uh, uh, Tom King's stuff. Because stuff Tom King did with him was great. Yeah, that's, that's how old, you know, a character Kite Man is. is yeah, that he's yeah. literally a walking Charlie Brown joke. <laughs> 
Also, the show changes his origin, too, where in the show he actually has two metahuman parents who are horribly disappointed in him because he doesn't have superpowers. They're killed by a kite. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and they were killed by a kite. But yeah, it looks fun. Also, too, I was shocked in the trailer, too, like, Harley is in the trailer. Yeah, 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 I am, I'm sure she's gonna appear here and there, yeah. Because, again, if they play their cards right, this will probably be a show that makes fun of the very concept of spinoffs. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I, I bet Harley will have, like, a Kramer moment where she comes in and everyone, like, cheers and everything. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, Kite Man, he's basically the Frasier of supervillains. <laughs> Fuck me, that show's coming back, too, Frasier. I saw a trailer for that on TV because I'm somewhere else. I'm like, oh, my God, they're actually doing this. I thought they were just yeah. threatening to do this. Yeah, and it looks like shit because, like, Niles isn't there. And like, like yeah. every, everyone, and someone put it really well. This isn't Frasier, Frasier. It's Cheers, Frasier. It is, is because he's back in Boston trying yeah. to reconnect with his son. And I'm like, yep, this is all the stuff that, yeah, this this isn't Frasier at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, And also now we know that the, like, the main guy is like a real dick in real life, too, so that doesn't help. Yep, yep. <laughs> now, that we, now that we know that Kelsey Grammer kind of sucks. Yep. That makes it a little unfortunate. But, uh, yeah, that was Kite Man, hell yeah. I'll be interested for it because, you know, I'm just super happy uh to get more animated stuff to cover on my channel they also didn't quite give a release date they said coming too soon which i wonder was that them making a premature ejaculation <laughs> joke or are they literally saying the show will be out before you know it <laughs> it'll be one of those like sudden things that just just drop because they kind of did that with the harley show too they had the trailer for season four and then it was out in a month mm-hmm mm-hmm so, because season four of Harley felt a little uneven in the end, I'm like, oh, were they working on this and Kite Man at the same time, so they had to split the workload? Yeah, I, I'd imagine that's probably what happened. But also, I could imagine them having planned to have it drop soon, but maybe, like, the strikes would be like, oh, we've got to, like, ration out our content. Quite possibly, because, again, people forget that Harley season one and season two aired a month apart on uh, HBO Max when they yes. first came out. Yes, they did. So I wouldn't be shocked if they had been planning to do the same thing here with Kite Man and uh, Harley season four. Mm -hmm. Actually, Harley season four is wild because they formed the Gotham City Sirens at the end of it. Oh, really? Yes, they do. Oh, nice. Yeah. Again, it's an uneven season, but the last episode is really good cool yeah. so uh we want to talk about what we read this week matt unless uh you have anything else uh that we... uh i don't think there was any was there any other trailers i don't think so no again th this is going to keep happening everyone there's going to be less and less news and matt and i are going to have to be creative <laughs> and vamp to fill up the show now <laughs> cups do not runneth over anymore no <laughs> And we're we're gonna have to start rationing news and interesting topics as well. You know, maybe if this keeps happening, we'll do a we'll do another Q and A segment or something. Yeah, yeah. Go think of fun pitches and new segments for the show just to really make it worthwhile. Mm. Uh, yeah, we want to talk about what we read this week. There was a lot of interesting new number ones that came out this week. There were, yeah. Let's talk about some of them. Sure, uh, we want to start with Batman and Robin. I think that was the big marquee one that came out this week. I think it was, yes. 
Yeah, Joshua Williamson. It took it took him eight years, but he finally did what you and I had been begging for forever, and that is like, why isn't there a Batman and Robin book on the shelf? It feels like that's a book that should always be there. <laughs> there, there felt like times where it's like, okay, it's coming, it's coming, and it never does. Really, I, I think it, you know, probably helped that DC can't seem to decide who the hell Robin actually is and what the identity even means anymore in a modern context, because Tim is technically Robin, but Damien is also Robin. Yeah, yeah, Tim Tim is the Robin of like the Batman ongoing at the moment. And 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 Chips Darsky made made like a point to set that up as well. I I feel like there may have been, you know, like uh what is it, a little bit of warring ideas there because yeah, like you said, Chip clearly wanted Tim to be the main Robin in his book. He gets a series of excellent backups in the Zadarsky Batman book to really establish mm -hmm. him as Robin. And then Williamson comes along and is like, mm, I'd kind of like to build off what I was doing in my Robin solo book. And also Damien is going to be Robin in the new upcoming movie. So maybe we should do my idea. Yeah. It's, uh, again, yeah. Warring uh, writers and, and like what what's going on in the books is starting. It was going so well there for a minute where it was all seemed quite cohesive. Everyone knew what everyone was doing. And now sort of the, the edges are starting to fray here a little bit. Uh, which is a bit of a shame because it's like we haven't even been doing DCU for that long and it feels like, again, there's a lot of warring ideas at play. Yeah, yeah. That being said, for what it's worth, I quite enjoyed Batman and Robin issue number one, not even just for the action stuff, but for more of the character focused stuff. This is Damien and Bruce being forced to live together because of Gotham War for the first time in years, and they really don't know how to relate to each other as father and son anymore because they haven't in years. Yeah, and, uh, and boy, is, is is this Batman uh, completely different than what we've just seen in like the first two parts of Gotham War? This is... This is a much more mellow Batman. Absolutely. E eating breakfast, telling his son to go to school and, uh, you know, uh, what does it say, his prayers and missing Alfred. Because, again, this is also Batman having to be a father without Alfred as a mm -hmm. buffer. Yep. Which is very fascinating in and of itself and a cool idea for uh, what is it, Williamson to zero in on. But, yeah, I guess uh, I guess Zurana took the day off there to mess with his mind. Yeah, yeah, he's a, oh, I'll, I'll let 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 uh, Bruce have have uh, have him on the weekends. He he gets gets yeah, him on, really. on the weekends, and I get him like every other weekend. Yeah, <laughs> Bruce really is in full weekend dad mode in this, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's a completely different character than the than what we've seen in those those last two Batman centric Gotham War stuff, where he's just like a complete mental case. Yeah, where he's out of his freaking mind. Uh, also, too, Williamson doing good work building on what he did from his Damien book. Uh, Damien is still trying to experiment as a writer. He's making his own manga series. He's making mm -hmm. the next One Piece. <laughs> it's just his own life with the serial numbers uh, standed off. Yep, yep. The slight changes, yep. <laughs> well, you know, they say write what you know, and Damien's going to write what he knows. Yep, yep. Better give him a good review, too, or else he's coming for you. <laughs> if an artist misses a deadline, they're going to get it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, apparently there's been a series of robberies uh, taking place all over uh, Gotham City being perpetrated by animal-themed villains, and they all seem to be gunning for a particular uh, scientist who's working in gene splicing. Yeah, they, they, they want some of his... Uh, his his research and tech yeah 
and again, you know, it, it, it's a killer's row of animal-themed villains. You got White Rabbit. No, not the Marvel one, the other White <laughs> Rabbit. In fact, it looks like they changed her costume just so people didn't get even more confused. Yeah, but even still, it, it, they changed their costume, but also changed it so it also sort of kind of looks like the Marvel one as well now. <laughs> So, hey, why did White Rabbit have henchmen, the Black Rabbits, when we know for a fact that uh, Catwoman created a henchman hiring crisis <laughs> in Gotham? I, she, she outsourced. Oh. She said that she got them all, uh, like, shipped in from, uh, like, Central City Another or something. City. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that would be hilarious, actually, if villains start yeah. paying, like, premiums to bus in henchmen from other cities. Yeah, that we'll, would be very funny. We'll pay you, you to move to Gotham. I will cover like like the the move and everything if you just come and be my henchman. <laughs> well, you get dental too. Oh, really? You'll pay for yeah. me to go see a dentist? No, no, no. I mean, I'll knock your teeth out if they're bugging you. <laughs> yeah, or it's like 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 uh like a mining job where you fly in and fly out and have like alternating weekends oh and stuff. God. Matt, Matt, I think we wrote the next chapter of Gotham <laughs> right there. <laughs> it's like nothing interesting it's just villains in their offices you know making ads on youtube and craigslist trying to like figure this out <laughs> yeah no that would actually be interesting more more interesting than what gotham war is yeah exactly instead of the heroes at each other's throats it's the villains trying very hard and getting very creative. yeah yeah well because of what selena is doing the the, the villains always gather together and become a union and and selena looks like the bad guy because she's union busting that's hilarious yeah there'd be a lot of fun stuff to have in that but yeah the the animal themed villains we got white rabbit we got killer croc we got the terrible trio which i always love that's one of my favorite deep cuts mm -hmm. yep oh wait they're not dudes in masks anymore they're like actual animal people because it seems these villains have a mysterious benefactor uh, a woman with a sniper rifle who's fucking with batman from the shadows yeah and and ba batman ends up being the target and there's a great part there where where he uh I, I i do like the part where i think it was i think it's robin kicks off the fox head uh of the, and and then finds just like another fox head under it which is really funny yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and Damien's actually a little freaked out, which never usually happens. Yeah, yeah. I believe the woman with the sniper rifle, I think that's supposed to be Shush, the female hush that Joshua Williamson oh. was talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know, silly name. Also, too, uh, I'm putting it out there right now. Uh, I'm certain that Shush is the woman we meet in the first issue who just happens to be Bruce's neighbor because they make a big point of introducing <laughs> her even though Batman never hangs out with her neighbors. And I'm like, she's the bad guy. It too much of a... It might be too much of a red herring. You Maybe. reckon? But it was like... It, it was so obvious. I'm like, Batman yeah. has never interacted with any of his neighbors ever. And they make a point of showing a young woman who's really interested in him and Damien. And I'm like, she's the bad guy because the mystery villain cuts a female figure. <laughs> yeah, that, that true, true. But again, still might be a red herring. Could be. I, I love her motivation. Like, yes, Bruce was such a bad neighbor. I had to turn to a life of super villainy. <laughs> Ever takes his garbage out, comes and goes all hours of the night, tramples my flowers. Well, they tie it back into that story that was in was it Detective Comics where Bruce, one of Bruce's neighbors, like, got murdered and Bruce was, like, framed for it. Comics. Yeah, Bruce is framed that's, that's for right. it. That's right. Yeah, and, and, and she's like, I'm moving next door to Bruce Wayne. I'm going to take him out before he takes me out. <laughs> 
no, no one ever used to die on this street before before Bruce Wayne came here. We were we were a good community. We had barbecues and everything. Yeah. He's really bringing down the price of my yeah. property. Yeah, now we have to bar our windows and 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 put security locks on our doors and everything. She she's just a really nosy neighbor who, when looking through the window one day because she's got like a pie or needs to borrow a cup of sugar, realizes that Bruce is Batman. Yeah, yeah, catches him like just walking through the house in the bat suit. Yeah. Ah, I knew it. <laughs> That's why Batman has to move back to Stately Wayne Manor because he can't have any more of these nosy ass neighbors. Yeah, yeah. That's it's a cool first issue. I like it. I think it's got a lot going for it. And hey, if Gotham War got you down, then this is the perfect antidote because again, it feels like it's from a completely different planet. Yeah, yeah. Bruce's Bruce, all these characters in the in the book are, are completely different than how they're written in in Gotham War and the Batman ongoing, and it's it's a, a lot better. That's because we're not artificially trying to you know stoke flames and create drama where there was none previously. Yeah, instead of using pre-established drama exactly we're using pre-established drama to stoke flames and you know interest and everything but yeah i think it's off to a good start and also just kind of love the idea of there being a batman and robin book again yeah yeah it's been a while definitely uh what else did you have this week matt uh i had superman lost issue six. Oh, is this the finale no this is like just over the halfway points 10 issue mini oh it's a 12 issue not a six yeah it's a 10, 10 issue Okay, not quite 12, almost 12. Yeah, uh, so the Superman's still stuck out on uh, the planet Kansas, and he's got no way of getting home. Uh, last issue ended with uh, the Green Lantern. He was teaming with Hope, uh, murdering his little alien friend because he found a way to get Clark home, and she doesn't want Clark to go and leave her alone. She's oh. she's a little, little obsessive little obsessive possessive possessive yeah. much yeah 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 um so so ever since then because the book jumps ahead 10 years um so ever since that he died they've just been like working at trying to help the people of kansas but none of them what like the people don't help themselves so the work is a lot harder for superman who was losing his powers as well because mm. as they found out last issue the sun is also turning into a red sun and is going to die hence why the planet is undergoing like climate change and all this terrible stuff uh so superman's fighting like a, a war he can't win basically and he's trying to get the uh world leaders of this of this planet to come together to to help the people and none of them are interested in it they all figure that like ah oh, the planet the planet will die but it'll die in like a couple thousand years so it'll be someone else's problem i don't have to deal with that sort of <laughs> stuff there yeah it's basically they're all run by boomers more or less i was gonna say ooh, ooh, so social commentary mm. much social commentary much yeah and, and the people don't really or, or anything because the people the zealots are all uh um concerned with just like their social media they're all glued to like these devices called the tapestry which is like what's like controlling them and sort of thing that they, they don't really care about anything else so uh anything that gets like brought up about like oh we should maybe like leave the planet is just immediately voted down so 
Superman has no idea, like, how can he help these people? He, he he's, he's running a, a useless war against uh, against all of this sort of stuff. And he finds out from uh, Victor, who's like the leader of the Republic, who are like the rich elite. Um, he, he suspects the guy uh, had a deal with the alien salvages that he tried to sell the town of Newark to, to like, uh, so they could, they could just like destroy all the people, all the zealots. And like, he wouldn't have to deal with like the poor people anymore. Um, Superman finds out that uh, in their deal, he actually ended up getting a stellar drive, which could get them out of this planet's temporal rift and back to earth probably. Um, and, and Clark mm. thinks he's, he's planning on using this to like make ships for like the rich and ferry them off the dying world. So all the poor people die and the rich can go to a new planet or anything, but that's not what's actually happening. Kind of like Krypton where he, yeah. his was the last ship yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. But that's not actually what's happening. What's happening is in secret, all of the world leaders have actually gotten together, which is what Superman wanted but they got together for the wrong reason. And the whole reason they got together is to vote Superman out of the, the planet. And they, they got, they got this stellar drive so they could make a ship and give it to Superman. And ju they just tell him to fuck off and be someone Amazing. else's problem. Just be someone else's problem. Amazing. Um, Superman... Yeah, social commentary. <laughs> yeah. But, um, Superman doesn't want to leave. Obviously he wants to still help the people and years go by. And, uh, Victor ends up coming. Victor is now an old man, and he ends up coming to Clark and telling him, "You need to leave now, otherwise it'll be another twenty years before the temporal rift opens again, so you can leave." And it's here where uh, Superman learns that uh, Jemmy found out about the temporal rift way back when, but was murdered by Hope, and Hope ends up killing Victor and like sh sort of showing her true colors. Uh, a little bit and mm -hmm. Su superman oh the way superman stops her is so good so he he kind of figured out that like the ring she's using is like an older generation ring like a classic green lantern ring so it still right. has the yellow impurity so it's still so the color <sighs> yellow still affects it so what he does is he gets his his cape and he wraps it around his hand so the shield the, the yellow s shield is on his fist and he's able to use that mm -hmm. to bust through the constructs Oh, that's a fun image. Yeah, and he ends up stopping her, and but he but he gives her the ring back because he knows that she's just like she's scared and afraid because she doesn't want to be alone. Because much like him, her planet was destroyed and there was nothing she could do about it. And she, she, she is a good person because the ring chooses someone of character, obviously to to be to be uh, a Green Lantern, and and she is obviously someone of character. So she she is left to. Uh, protect the world while superman leaves and he leaves in the ship but the ship blows up uh, and and it, and it throws superman who is quickly losing his powers now into the temporal rift and he tries to get through it and it's here he meets an older version of himself who tries to stop him because if he goes through the portal it will kill everyone in the universe apparently sounds like there's a lot going on in this there series. is a lot going on yes yes there is for, for something that had such a simple pitch as Superman lost, apparently there's like a whole yeah. goddamn it, saga going on under the hood. It, it's always really fun seeing Christopher Priest come up with new interesting ways to stop Superman from just getting home. Because like you'd think it's like, okay, he just, he just has to get home. Oh, there's space whales that are evil and are trying to kill a planet that Superman got lost with. And now he's trapped on a planet 
you know, for decades and everything, and he can't get home because of temporal rifts. It's like, what, what's next? Oh, a Superman from the future is going to try and stop him now. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's so good. Yeah, it sounds like you're really enjoying it. Again, I might have to visit this one once it's finally done. Again, that sounds like a finale is what you're telling me. Mm. Like, no, 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 it's actually mm. still going after this. Yeah, no, it's still going. Because we still have to catch up to, like, him coming. Because we see every now and then, like, him back on earth and he's very like distant from everyone because it's been like 20 years since he's seen everyone so and he lived like a whole life so he he's still trying to come to term with still being back on the justice league and everything and we need to catch up with that timeline huh, that's wild yeah uh i had daredevil number one this week from solid in amid the big next chapter in the daredevil series following chip zadarsky's you know now historic run i haven't read this one yet but i am really looking forward to it it's a pretty strong debut saldinamid really hits the ground running and uh basically doesn't undo anything from chip zadarsky's ending matt is still back mm -hmm. doesn't remember how he got here and he's still a priest oh nice still a priest he's opened a new youth home trying to help all the hard luck cases that none of the other institutions would and he's pissing off the city officials and the church higher-ups and everything because you know he's a, he's a maverick man he's a maverick priest going his own way he's, he's going rogue he's, he's turned in his badge and his gun and <laughs> yeah he turned in his little white collar and his gun <laughs> and uh the only reason that this like orphanage is staying open is because some mysterious wealthy benefactor keeps giving it infusions of cash every month. Oh no! <laughs> and even Matt doesn't know where it's coming from. It's Electra. Okay, okay. Because Electra is still looking over him. She's being a guardian devil, is what she's being, and she's like, you know, I feel, you know, so bad for Matt. You know, I want him back in my life, but at the same time, you know, he must have been brought back for a reason, and you know. This might be his only chance to ever get out of the super life and it would be you know selfish for me to try and you know uh try and get him back to his old you know destructive patterns and uh she gets possessed by an actual devil like an actual real devil <laughs> and matt has to basically do an exorcism <laughs> oh no yeah again exorcism daredevil is pretty fucking crazy and the big twist at the end of it is that you know the the devil who possessed electra was wearing like an overcoat the whole time yeah the overcoat falls off and we see that this devil was wearing matt's original yellow daredevil costume oh, okay it says that oh the others will be stronger than me implying that these devils are like actually matt murdoch's real personal demons it'd be funny if it wasn't a demon at all it's just like oh it's demolition man that's what i thought it was at first because the costume looks very <laughs> yeah similar. yeah because his costume is literally this is like a, a a copyright claimed version of his costume yeah i really thought it was d-man i really really did <laughs> and then was surprised when it wasn't but yeah it's off to a really strong start the art isn't marco cicetto quality but what is who's doing the art for this oh oh it's it, it's someone good like again like it's not a bad looking book it's just you know it might be a little jarring you're just coming into this one uh, oh let me look it up again it's on the tip of my tongue oh and, uh, yeah and, and, uh, aaron kubert uh, aaron kuber or whatever yeah aaron kuda yeah he did all like the the jason aaron uh avengers stuff 
Yeah, it looks a lot like that. And uh, yeah, Saldan Amid really seems to be running with this new status quo of uh, Matt being an insomnia or a what is it? Yeah, a friggin' amnesiac. priest with lost memory. Amnesiac. Amnesiac. Thank you. I don't know why that word escaped me for a minute. Thank you. Being an amnesiac priest who's still trying to do good anyway and fight the good fight. And he gets these like little snapshots of him being a hero. So like he remembers how to fight, but he's scared because every time he does, he sees the devil looking back at him and oh, and the <laughs> devil is me. Oh, no. It also looks to be going into more of a paranormal direction, which, hey, you know what, that's that's good, because that's one of the only things that, uh, what is it, Zadarsky didn't really touch that much. Mm, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, absolutely, and, you know, hey, more more power to Amid. I think he's really, you know, amassed a, you know, cult following all his own, and it looks like people here are really supporting his run and supporting his, and, hey, you know what, if we get another great Daredevil run back-to-back, -back, what's not to love? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I was all about that one this week. Nice, nice. Well, I'm going to stick with oh. Marvel, and I had Avengers yes. Inc. issue one. Ah, I read this right before I started, and oh boy, am I glad I did because this yeah. is a neo noir love letter, isn't it? Yeah, it's 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 a it's a neo detective spy thriller sort of thing. Yep. Yeah. So, so very much my jam. And also, it's basically a stealth Janet Van Dyne Ant-Man story. It is, yes, yes. Uh, J Janet's the main character here. She uh, gets called in when her, like, biggest stalker villain guy, the speedster Whirlwind, ends up uh, being killed while in prison in the raft. Uh, and he's not the only one. The five other uh, inmates also end up being killed as well. And... Uh, no one knows who did it except someone uttering some something about justice when it was when uh, they were murdered. Justice is served, which was the yeah. old scourge tagline, and she's very quick, Janet, to pick up on that. It's like, wasn't that his gimmick? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and she she has to sort out like what's going on, but she doesn't want to do it in costume, and she she ends up going to Luke Cage and ask because Luke Cage is the mayor of New York, and the raft is in New York. Still is. Um. Uh, and ends up like asking for like his permission to do this kind of off the books sort of thing. And she, she, what's the protocol called that she ends up like getting Alfred to activate zero or something? Oh, a, a wardrobe zero. Yeah. Which is, hey, give me, give me clothes that look good because I am a fashion designer, but also allow me to shrink and use my powers. Yeah. And, and, and they do it from a new bar she set up, the Jarvis room. Yeah. Which is it, Jarvis Lounge, which is in, uh, uh, the current Avengers run. That's like where they're like running the team out of. Yes, though they make a solid point of saying all those other Jed McKay Avengers don't come here that much. Yeah, yeah, they're not here all that often. Yeah. yeah so she's got to solve this crazy murder mystery because, you know, it looks like they've been shot in the head, but with no gun we've ever seen before. Yeah, and, and she goes and investigates and finds out that they're actually not dead at all. And all the villains wake up and think, what the fuck's going on? Are we being like tested on? what's like what's happening and end up just like trying to murder everyone this a jailbreak what's going on only when whirlwind wakes up he's not himself anymore it looks like someone else is piloting him from the inside yeah he ends up being uh victor shade yes which was an old uh alternate personality for a uh, vision who we haven't mm -hmm. seen in forever and this guy has vision-esque powers but not all of them 
Yeah, yeah, and it it it's implied that like this this isn't uh Dave Cannon, this isn't uh Wellwind, this is like an android copy of him. Hence why it's it, it's Victor Shade. It's he was replaced. Uh and and uh he ends up helping um Janet defeat the villains and ends up going out on kind of like a work release with her and ends up joining Aven recruited. Avengers Incorporated, the, the 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 team that will investigate superhero crimes and if if you've got a, a problem it. if you need some help you can call them it's it's a really solid setup and again yeah. it's really stylistic and this is al ewing too you know kind of flexing his muscles as a mystery writer yes it's, it's very good very different than what i thought it was going to be i thought you know you think the name avengers inc you think oh it's going to be like a corporate avengers team it's going to be oh. a team run by like a corporation or something. Yeah, or like, you know, Janet set up a corporation for the Avengers or something. But no, it's completely mm. different than that. Yep, detective series. Hard-bitten, neo-noir detective series. And oh, hey, if you're a fan of Ant-Man, you definitely want to read that last page there because it implies something huge for Ant-Man. Yeah, so we actually find out who is behind all of this. And it is indeed Hank Pym who... Uh, needed a speedster for something. We're not entirely sure what, but he needed a speedster. He ends up kind of regretting it because he shouldn't have gone with someone who had intrinsic ties to him and his wife. Um, and he's yep. kind of learning that now. And we learned that the assassin that was killed, quote unquote, these villains and replaced uh, Whirlwind was Eric O'Grady, the, the really stupid yep. Ant-Man. <laughs> the irredeemable ant-man the yeah. black ant who it's like oh so he's working with original pym now and also hey what happened to pym because he was pym yeah. tron for the yeah. longest time did they ever did they ever explain in another book because i know there was an ant-man series you were reading there did they ever disentangle him or is that a brand new thing for this series i want to say it's a brand new series because the one i was reading was all about scott lang and he was traveling through time and that's how he teamed with hank because he teamed with like hank right. in the past sort of thing but I, right, I can't okay, remember, so... like, if, if they did, they did uh, split him off, then you would think that would have been a bigger story. You would think, yeah. But hey, good on you, Al Ewing, for basically telling a great new stealth Ant-Man family book in the guise of Avengers, Inc. Right, yeah. More, more power to you, my friend. Good, good on you. I'm all about it. <laughs> Yeah, this this is a good one. I this has cult series written all over it, so I hope people actually go out and support this one because I would very much like to read more of this. Uh, yeah, it, it looks really cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing who else they get on the team because obviously it's just, uh, it's just uh, Janet. It's just Victor. I guess Luke Cage is probably going to be on the team since he's there with the team, and and Jarvis is of course as well. Uh, well, he he's like the commissioner there. It's yeah. like Janet, Victor in my office. Yeah, yeah. They also tied into the fact that because of Kingpin being mayor, being a hero is technically illegal in New York. Not mm -hmm. that it fucking stops anybody. Well, I think it's 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 that as well as the stuff to do with like Orchis and like how superheroes yeah. are starting to be viewed now by the public thanks to what Orchis is doing. Yeah, yeah that's it. It, it's a couple different things, but yeah, it's really cool how they use continuity in this one. Yeah, and I'm very much looking forward to more of this. Same, same. Uh, I had one more. What about you? Uh, that's about it for me. Okay, I'll be quick with this one. I had Miles Morales Spider-Man 10. Oh, nice. 
Miles goes to therapy, and yes, his psychiatrist is Doc Samson. Oh, nice. I laughed uproariously about, and Miles is like, man, he's a really good doctor for a big green Sasquatch monster. <laughs> he teaches him breathing exercises and says, you know, you're, you, you've been under threat so much recently, your spider sense can't uh, differentiate between internal trouble and external trauma anymore. We really need to, you know, work on that. Oh, it's been a while since I heard of Doc Sampson. Like, what? when was the last time I heard of him? I can't even remember. Immortal Hulk. Yeah, yeah, that'd be it, yeah. He took over Sasquatch's body, and he still has it. No one put him back in his old body. Yeah, that's right. Jesus, that was a while ago. I love they just never bothered to untangle that. It's like, <laughs> oh, this is just what he is now. He's yeah. Doc Sasquatch. No one, no one cares enough to do that. No, I guess not. Yeah, even when they put back together, uh, what is it, freaking Alpha Flight, they never brought him back mm -hmm. for that. Yep. Which is crazy to me. But yeah, that's fun. And then at the very tail end of this story, it was a very brief story. It was very short. Uh, what is it? Uh, Miles is taking out the garbage and he gets jumped by an actual vampire who he has to fight off with his new venom sword. Mm -hmm. And at first he's like, oh no, I killed a guy only for Blade to come up and stab the vampire from behind. <laughs> go, no, you didn't. I did. <laughs> so, that, one hey, Miles, Miles, that one counts as mine. That one counts as mine. Get the experience points. <laughs> But yeah, Blade and his daughter, Bloodline, have come to Brooklyn to get Miles' help hunting vampires, because there's vampires in Brooklyn, of course there is. Of course there is. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Is Eddie Murphy there? Is he one of them? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, oh, now this is a good, good setup for a team-up. And also, hey, someone remembered Bloodline existed. Mm, yeah. That nice, someone remembered she'd existed. We kept saying, hey, when are her and her dad going to team up in a thing? Well, they are. <laughs> good, good time to be a Blade fan, I would say. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's, it's so crazy, too. This is yet another chapter of, like, Miles being more emotionally mature and more well-adjusted than Peter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm how wild that is i thought reading this from like geez if peter had gone to therapy when he was miles age he'd probably be a really different character right about now wouldn't he he probably would be but then the writers would do something where like the therapist i don't know fucked mj or something i don't know did something wrong well, well, well it's funny you should say that because someone said hey joel there's a lot of people who went to therapy in spider-man books harry and mary jane and I'm <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah their therapists all ended up being super villains yeah 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 who did brainwash them and, like, you know, put subliminal messages in their head and shit. So maybe there is a good reason Peter has a bad opinion of psychotherapy. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. If I get a psychiatrist, he's just going to turn out to be a supervillain. <laughs> <laughs> the devil or something stupid. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Some men will make deals with the devil instead of going to therapy. <laughs> uh but yeah that's that's what i had this week it was a brief story uh we want to talk about what's coming out this week sure uh sure we got uh nightwing 106 from tom taylor this is the beginning of a new dick grayson at sea storyline we're going back to that whole whaler conspiracy thing from a couple arcs ago nice i, I like that he's like so i'm gonna completely remove him from like gotham war yeah, why not? Yeah, send him out to sea. I like that because, yeah, friggin' Bloodhaven is a port city. Why not? Yeah. Uh, we got Amazing Spider-Man 34. Spider-Man is still the goblin. Make of that what you will. <laughs> uh, Batman Superman World's Finest 19. It's a Riddler story. Ooh, nice. Yes. 
Superman 6. We got more Superman coming down the pipeline from Joshua Williamson. Awesome. Awesome. Got Wolverine 37, which I think this is the first Wolverine comic back now that he's done that, uh, what is it, that Ghost Rider crossover? Yeah, this will also be like the first one back since Fall of X. Yes, he's also fighting the Hulk on the cover of this. The new Hulk with the long hair. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Uh, we got Titans 3. We can finally hop back into this as they are working their way up to Beast Planet. In fact, it looks like Starro is going to be in this one. Oh, nice. Uh, we got Catwoman 57, which is the next part of Gotham War. Ugh. I know, I know. That's a pill we got to swallow, unfortunately. <laughs> hey, it could be good. Vandal Savage is in the book now. It looks like it's going to be more than just these two having a that, petty, pissy marital dispute. That, that's the thing, yeah. It's it's everything outside of, like, the Batman-Catwoman stuff has been interesting. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Wonder Woman number one from Tom King. In fact, I know a lot of people who have actually got to read this one early. Yeah, people have been saying it's great. Oh, more power to again. He did good work with Supergirl. Here's hoping he does good work over here. Mm. Uh, we got Uncanny Spider-Man number one. This is uh, Nightcrawler as Spider-Man. We finally get to see what happened with Kurt because he kind of left before the shit hit the fan on Krakoa. Mm, yes, he did. Uh, we got Uncanny Avengers number two. Ooh, nice. Good week for X-Men. We got Dark X-Men number two. Jeez. <laughs> and we got Star Wars Bounty Hunters 38. We've nice. got Captain America number one, the kickoff to the brand new Straczynski book. Ooh, I've been looking forward to this one. Same. I hate how they ended the last series and clearly rushed it to make room for this, yes. but I am definitely going to give the Straczynski run a try. Yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, we got Predator versus Wolverine number one oh, this week. Oh, yes. That's this week. Excellent. Yes. Ben Percy. All right, man. Show me. Show me what you got. Yeah. Uh, what else we got going on here? But dum ba dum ba dum. Oh, Green Lantern War Journal number one. This is the Philip Kennedy Johnson, mm -hmm. uh, John Stewart one. I might have to actually read that. Yes, it looks really good. I don't know if I'll be able to review that one, but I definitely want to read that one. Yeah. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Stranger Things. I forget that's a thing. <laughs> what? Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> I forget. God, Stranger Things got so fucking popular, didn't it? It did. Yeah. Uh, Strange Academy Moon Knight, enjoy as much time with Mark Spector as you can because they're killing him off soon. They're killing him off, and they've already announced it. he's getting a replacement. Yep. Which, hey, you know, Jed McKay wrote what is probably one of the most important and beloved Moon Knight series in a long time, so if anyone's going to kill him, sure, why not him? Yep. Uh, I think that's everything. Yeah, I think that's everything. Yeah, uh, Tim Seeley's Money Shot Comes Again, for those <laughs> who like indie. I, I just love saying the title, Money Shot Comes Again. Yeah, that's good. That's great. <laughs> I love how beautifully tongue-in-cheek that series is. But yeah, we got that one. Looks like it's going to be a stacked fucking week, map. Yeah, yeah, another goddamn stacked week. Yeah, again, thank God I've done all those animated shows so I can actually have room to cover more of these. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I guess that'll just be us for the show this week, everyone. Again, I don't think we did a full hour and a half like we normally do, but, hey, you almost didn't get this episode, period. So, thank God we were able to make this happen when we did. We still definitely did an hour. 
definitely did an hour so there you go and hey remember if you're a patron you'll get to listen to this first before anyone else uh thank you as always for supporting the show you know i i never want to let down anyone but i especially don't want to let down you people because you're reaching into your wallets and giving me and matt your hard-earned cash you know during you know trying times all over the world so i want to make sure you're all getting your money's worth yeah absolutely uh again uh for everyone else i usually try and put the show up up uh wednesday Mm-hmm. Around 7 a.m. sometime on all the streaming channels. You can also find me and Matt for the first time now on Blue Sky. Yes, that's right. We joined uh, the social media's gated community. Yes, and I, I need to start posting on there a bit more. I know, right? I, I'm trying to make sure to post everything all over there. Bl- Blue Sky is pretty fun. Again, thank you uh, for the fan who actually gave me and Matt some codes for that one. Much appreciated. Blue Sky is interesting. It's a way nicer, way better community than Twitter, but it's also like half of every bit of engagement. Yeah, because not that many people. Yeah, there's. I, I've barely found like anyone I actually know. I found a couple of people, but like, yeah, it's 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 very limited at the moment. I do like though that it's it literally just looks like Twitter. It's just because it was made by the same guy. Yeah, is all it is. Because I remember when, what what was that other social media everyone was turning to? What was that one? Oh, well, there was Hive, Ma- Mastodon. There was Mastodon. Yeah, Mastodon. I remember like getting on that. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? What the hell is going on? That, that's why I'm like, I'll just wait for Blue Sky. So you know, when uh when Elmo Schmuck ends up blowing up that app, you yep. know, it's nice to know that there's a life raft around that works basically exactly the same. Yes, yes. It's funny because I had to sign up for another social media app. I also uh, created a link tree for the first time ever, which I've never done before. I'm, I'm tempted to do that. You, you kind of need it because you don't have as much room in your thing mm. there to put your website. So I actually have a real deal link tree now, you know, like a real YouTuber. Mm-hmm. I always felt I never needed one because I never had that many things to promote. I had the channel. I have an Instagram. I have a Twitch and a TikTok, but I'm not on there like, you know, religiously or professionally. Yeah. You know, hey, in case you're like a super fan, you can follow me there too. But uh, yeah, j- check us out there. Uh, our handles are the same, right, Matt? I know my handle's the same. Uh, yeah, I believe, yeah, my handle was exactly the same as it was. It's just got like that blue sky social thing at the end. Yeah, so, so if you're a blue sky bro, is, is, is that what we're calling that now? <laughs> if you are, check it out. You can find us over there. I don't post anything different. Not yeah. really, but you can yeah. find me there. No, over there we're just like hardcore racists. <laughs> hardcore, like you would not believe. <laughs> like Peacemaker in the first couple episodes of Peacemaker. <laughs> no, if anything, that's the cool thing about Blue Sky. It's not like that because yeah. it is more of a gated community. And if you ever wonder, like, hey, why don't people like Gail Simone or James Tynan or Kurt Busiek like uh, post anymore on Twitter? It's because they're posting over there. That's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Though the one thing that did upset me is you have to actually go into your settings and go, yes, I want smut and nudity, as if that was, you know, not totally <laughs> obvious that I want smut and nudity in my feed. <laughs> Look, if I come to a gated community, I want that smut. <laughs> I want it to get freaky, and I mean, look, that's that's really the big appeal of uh, Blue Sky is that we can all be horny on Maine, is the whole <laughs> point of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, thank you, everyone, for, I was going to say watching and listening, but you only listened this week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for putting up with my bullshit, and hopefully things will be back to normal next week. Yeah, yeah. If not, it's, it's good. It, it, like, this is this is probably what we needed to get us to push over onto Discord. Yeah, I mean, maybe worst case scenario, I can find my backup uh, webcam there, because I'm on my laptop that I did everything on. It's, a, a lot of this was because I had to leave home quickly, and because <laughs> I was also being stubborn, being like, no, I have a whole desktop setup so i can do the show that's my thing <laughs> yeah this this wasn't a total disaster and thank you matt for running the back end of this and helping me out as always much appreciated yeah so good all right everyone we'll see you all next week same comic multiverse time same comic multiverse place Bye 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 <laughs>